This episode of This Black Girl Podcast is sponsored by Anchor. Anchor is a super easy app that allows you to create, record, and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer, distribute it so it can be heard across multiple listening platforms, allows you to make money with no minimum listenership, and have everything you need all in one place. Plus, it is absolutely free. So to get started today, just download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Yes, welcome to this Black Girl Podcast. I am one of your lovely hosts, Hill Diva. And I'm your other host, Lola. You can find us on Instagram at This Black Girl Podcast. We're available on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, and everything in between. Yes. Stay tuned. Definitely look out. Always check your feeds. You can subscribe to us on our um, listening platform for podcasts. And you can always subscribe to our YouTube channel. So get in the know and get those notifications because we will be doing regular episodes. But for this episode, we're going to be talking about the working mom life. Okay. So before we even get into this, I want to talk a bit about... Um, what kind of inspired the episode? So the show, Working Mom. It is um, a show on CBC. It is local to, like, I guess, our city, GTA, whatever. But it's a local show about four different types of mothers and how, you know, their different lifestyles affect them in terms of motherhood, as well as being career mothers. And how they manage to balance work, raising kids, relationships, friendships, and all of that. So if you guys haven't seen that show, I recommend it. It's on Netflix. <laughs> yes, I was just going to say so that. Good. You can binge so watch good. it. I think it's got four seasons now, so you can binge watch it. I'm actually like at the very beginning. I started watching it a while back and then um, had to do a, oh, quick, yeah? a quick catch up. Yes. I, oh my gosh. I know, I've been caught up. I'm waiting for the next season. It's so good. <laughs> okay, good. I still have to get into it. Another show, though, that I have been watching was um, Good Girls. And that one's also about three sets of moms um, trying to, you know, get into all kinds of stuff. Three working moms as well. And that okay. one is hilarious. So if you get to watch, it. yes, if you have a chance, go on Netflix watch good girls and just laugh your pants off because it's a it's a nice little feel good but like you know unexpected type funny show so okay yes but um it, it's nice. all running with the theme of working moms um it's funny though because if anyone any listeners who are watching either have kids or maybe are thinking of having kids one day and you know it's always that decision for moms like am I gonna work with my while I have children or am I gonna be a stay-at-home mom like or you know sometimes it's a financial decision whether you can stay home whether you cannot um, or or sometimes it's just uh, you know an emotional decision if you want to just stay home type thing so 
Okay, so if we're going to get into the whole concept of mothering and working moms and that kind of lifestyle, um, I guess to an extent that you're comfortable with, describe, I guess, your motherhood journey so far. Ooh, okay, yes. I definitely could do that. Yeah, what started it, where you're at, how you feel about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So my motherhood journey has been very, very, um, very just, it's been very long. (laughs) Because I have uh, my kids, I have three children, three boys, eight, nine, and ten now. So it's been very energetic and exciting um, with my children. Like I was a stay-at-home mom for five years. So I stayed home. I took care of my boys and um, until I was ready to go back into the workforce. Um, For me, and that decision was more of a... um, it was more of like an emotional decision. I didn't want my child being raised at a daycare. I wanted to have those early years um, to bond with my sons and to just to make sure that I knew they were properly taken care of um, before heading off to school. I, I wanted to be there for those tender years. So, um, but I'm telling you, part of it too, I, I did also think I wanted, while during those kind of early years I definitely wanted to to have that control over being with them um so that once I did send them off to daycare I wasn't getting phone calls every two minutes you know this one's sick or that one's sick or this one bumped his head this one did that so like once they're older it's kind of easier to um not have so many phone calls coming because especially since my kids are close in age um but yeah so my my journey was very it was a lot of work um because my kids are close in age so it's a lot of you know you get one dressed ready to go out you finally get the next one dressed then you get the third one dressed and you turn around the first one's butt naked again waiting like running around in the house you know it's like like, oh god it's like winter time you got to put the snowsuit all the way back on so there's a lot of a lot of little funny moments like that um but my boys are they're so close and they love each other and um you know, I sometimes I do feel more like a referee than a mom, I will say, um, being a mom of boys. So if anybody is a mom of boys, trust me, I know what you're going through. <laughs> I know exactly what it is because it, it definitely is a lot of work, but um, they love their mom. They're, they're sweetie pies, so I can't can't complain too much. So tell me about your journey, Miss Lola. Oh, my gosh. OK, so my journey is not as long as yours, <laughs> but... <laughs> Um, I have a five-year-old girl and I was slightly one of those TLC didn't know you were pregnant moments (laughs) (laughs) Um, just because I found out I was even pregnant when I was almost done my first trimester so um, there was that that kind of threw me off Um, I was really anxious about having a child just because like I didn't know what to expect I didn't know what um, the partner that I was with at the time was very supportive and very encouraging so like I didn't feel like I was necessarily alone but uh, girl just the amount of work like you do a lot of work um, it requires a lot of patience and it requires a lot of time it requires a lot of giving um, thankfully at least for me I only have one kid at this point in time I do not Aspiration, desire, motivation to multiply. <laughs> that, Sorry, that can you say that part again? Can you say that part again? 
Oh, I'm just saying at this point, I have no aspirations, desires, inclinations to multiply my situation. <laughs> she will only, she will remain an only child, but like, she's really fun. She's a sweetheart, um, gets along with a lot of people, has a lot of energy, very energetic, hard to keep up, mm-hmm. but um, wouldn't trade her for anything. She's great. She's a great character. And that's so sweet. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just saying she's just a kid. So it's like, what can you expect? Of course. And it's so sweet. I like how you uh, mentioned the whole, you know, while you're pregnant, you're, you're, you're anxious to know. Um, that's definitely something I, I went through with my first, for sure. I remember I spent days, daydreaming, daydreaming about what does this little baby look like? What is this baby's voice going to sound like? Oh, what is he going to, like, when is he going to say mommy, you know? And now I'm telling you, it's like I hear it all day long. Mom, 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 mom. I'm like, call me daddy. Just call me daddy. <laughs> okay. Just to give me a mental break, please, please. Mommy, mommy. But that, like, oh my God. It's, it's so funny how you, you dream about it beforehand, but the expectation versus reality of motherhood is just completely uh, different than what you would expect. For sure. Different, 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 different. Like, because I don't know, like, I've had friends around me, I've had family members around me who have had kids, like, you know, young babies and stuff like that. So it's not like being around babies was a foreign concept to me. Mm-hmm. But, like, I guess within my, I, I can't even say our social circle, because you had, you had, like, your kids before I had mine. But, like, within, like, I guess my personal circle, I was the first person to actually have a kid. And in terms of, like, a lot of my other um, friend circles. So, I didn't necessarily have anybody to turn to for advice. Like, nobody was telling me, girl, you're going to have to wake up every fucking two hours to feed a child. Nobody (laughs) told me that if you're in a room with somebody else's baby and they start crying that your tits are gonna leak nobody (laughs) can tell me that it's like you know that one of your one of your nipples may shoot off like a fucking water gun okay (laughs) like or that they will hurt when they have too much milk like no (laughs) nobody told me about blowouts like nobody told me about diaper blowouts and that some babies friggin shit all the way up their backs okay (laughs) or projectile shit on you which oh my god okay that's never happened happened to me okay oh my god like there's just so many things about motherhood, just being a parent and having a baby that nobody tells you. Definitely. And then when you add everything you deal with and then you have to go to work, get yourself ready, you know, wipe the shit off your shirt and change, <laughs> wash your hands yep. and yep. get ready and act like nothing happened. Then you go, go mm-hmm. straight into work. It's, it's just so funny that people don't realize everything you have to go through. Well, you you took off work for five years, you said. Mm -hmm. I didn't work for two years. I was actually supposed to go back to work around six or seven months after having her. Maybe, maybe eight months. But I had it put, I had it extended because I had a car accident. 
So that eight-month maternity leave ended up becoming a two-year leave. So I was home for two years with with the baby. So I got to do like, you know, bringing her up. I didn't have to necessarily do daycare right away. And when I did have to put her in childcare, I was lucky enough to be able to put her into private school. So it wasn't necessarily just daycare of like, doing activities, sing songs, and snacks. Like, yeah, they did that at private school, but, like, they were actually teaching them stuff, too, you know? hmm So I felt a little bit more... I felt better, if that makes sense. Right. No, that makes sense. It and definitely plus, And plus, the private school was really close... Like, it was really close by to where I work, so that proximity provided comfort. Mm-hmm. No, that's so, definitely good. Because at least you know that your child's in good hands and it's not just, you know, you don't know what the hell's going on. Well, I was going to say that separation anxiety works both ways. Like, um, when I, when I, when I was, I guess, raising her, when she was like a little infant, little freaking potato or whatever, like, I was nervous about leaving her alone for like, you know, two seconds. (laughs) let alone for, like, hours upon hours in the day, right? Um, now that she's older, girl, oh, my God, trust me. I try to pawn her off whenever I can. <laughs> like, oh, I, I know that. I need the break. Trust me. I, I know what you're going through. Definitely. And, like, it's funny because when, I, when you have one child, that, that child wants your attention so much. And I remember that, like having my, just my son. And then, and to be honest, by the time his brother came along, he was about, you know, one and a bit. So it Uh wasn't like, you know, then he had a friend to play with. And then you you just, you know, it, it wasn't so much. And then when I had my third, I was just like, wow, like this is a lot of work. And my third was a surprise, like the the one child I'm like okay I could deal with one baby and two babies I'm like yep I want him to have a brother the third baby I'm like what I'm like okay now this is becoming a factory now this is this is a conspiracy so I that's when I ran and got my IUD and and I ended up finding out I was extremely fertile after not thinking I could have kids okay due to a medical condition so I was so shocked that a I could get pregnant in the first place and then after that, never mind, bang, bang, bang. It was like open the floodgates. So I had to shut that right down with an IUD, uh, which is an intrauterine device for anybody who is not female or maybe just doesn't know. Um, so I got that and then I've had my three and that's it ever since. The factory's been closed. And um, my question to you about the IUD, because I also have an IUD. Mm-hmm. I'm actually getting mine swapped out soon. Um, bless you. Oh, thank you. I, I tried to cover the mic. No, <laughs> <laughs> it happens as long as it's not COVID. You're oh, oh, I rebuke it. It's definitely not. <laughs> but um, inter- okay, so IUD. I there are, I guess since we're talk- talking about motherhood and birth and all that stuff, there's two types of IUD. There's a metal one like a copper one yeah the flexi flexi t and then the um the hormonal Um, yes and then there's the hormonal one Mm -hmm. i've always had the hormonal one have you ever tried the other one are you also on hormonal 
for me, I've only had the copper one. I only oh. I used it once for five years. Okay. Um, and yeah, I, I, to be honest, it was fine for me. Um, I just didn't put it back in afterwards because I just wanted my body to have a break. So I got that taken out in, I got it put in in 2013 and taken out in 2018. So okay. it's been, yeah, so it's been two years since I've been, been just free. natural, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and just using other forms of contraception. Okay, because I've, um, I've been on hormonal mm-hmm. and... Um, I've had mine for about five years now too. And cause like, girl, I was terrified of getting knocked up again. Like I was just, mm-mm. I was like, could never, should girl, never, would never. Trust so me. I ran, I ran and got that IUD put in so fast. Okay. Girl, yes. <laughs> okay. So, yes. I get it. So, and, I, and I'm getting it swapped out so that there's no point of contention of, you know, possibly having you know getting re-impregnated I have no interest right um but I don't know I've always been scared of the copper one just because I've heard of people they claim that there's more cramping that like you have a heavier period because like with mine I will say girl what period like right yes so definitely so with the with the copper one yes you do have a heavier period Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't bother me because it wasn't like it, it wasn't crazy, right? It was just for it, it. It's just definitely in comparison to the hormonal one. Yeah. It's it. It seems like a lot of blood because it's it's um because of the hormonal one you pretty much have virtually no period. I hear right, so I yeah I haven't yeah. had that. Um, I but, was spoiled. That was the one benefit of being pregnant was not having a period for what felt like a year. Exactly. Exactly. And being on the hormonal IUD, it's like I have that back again. It's amazing. <laughs> exactly. Um, but for me, like I didn't have any cramping. Um, probably a little bit at the beginning when I first got it in, but I was fine. Like to be honest, and I have a high pain tolerance, so I was. I'm so. I'm. I'm so chill when it comes to stuff like that. It didn't bother me. I liked it as long as no babies were coming out of me. I did not care. I was like, I am good. I am not trying to wake up another three years later with with six kids now, you know, to add it three on. So I was, it, to be honest, I didn't have any of those issues with it. Um, but it's funny because I did try while we're on like the um, talking about, you know, women's menstruals and whatnot. I did try the Diva Cup. Okay. Ooh, okay. Yes. Talk about it. Talk yes. About it. I have other friends who have used the cup and I've seen people talk about using the cup. I personally have not used the cup just because like I said, being on an IUD, I barely have a period when I do. It's like right. one, maybe two days, very light bleeding, you know? So tell me about it. Tell me about it. I want to know. Yes. Okay. So I have a cousin who uh, recently converted to Diva Cup and um, she, and I always been curious about it, but I just didn't, you know, I didn't have the inkling to just go and try it but once my cousin who someone I actually knew in the flesh was like you know what I actually already have it you know and I someone to kind of bounce the questions off of um she just said she really liked it just give it a try I'm like "Hmm, maybe I will 
Um, so I did finally end up trying it. Um, I went and bought one and it's, they have actually three different sizes. Let's start there. Okay. So they have a size zero, a size one and size two. Apparently zero is if like you're a virgin or one is if, you know, you're sexually active and two is like, I, I guess it's supposed to be like with the size, what the size of your like pelvic area is as well. So I, cervix? I don't know. Yes, maybe. I, I honestly, I didn't read the instructions that closely, <laughs> but, um, but I got the size two because I'm thinking, you know what? I've had children, you know, so maybe the size two would work for me. Um, looking back, I probably should have got a size zero just because I have a smaller frame and I find that the size two, um, it was irritating my uterus. Like it was irritating me. So it's supposed to, yeah. So when you put it in, um, you, you actually fold it up, like you bend it in half. It's a, it's a, it's a rubber cup in the shape of like, um, an egg. So like half of an egg. So it's kind of like. Yeah, so half of an oval, and at the bottom it has a little kind of, um, yeah, a little stem at the the bottom of it, a small stem for you to grab it and pull it out, okay? And what it does is you fold it in half, shove it in there, and then it kind of umbrellas out and sits right at your opening, your vaginal opening, okay? So it's not supposed to go up too high. That's the trick. Because me, like, I was putting that thing up there. Girl, I was losing that thing. I'm here playing friggin' finger, finger, find it, puppet. I, I don't know. It was horrible. <laughs> yes, okay? It was too much. I'm there looking around for this. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, how do I explain this to my doctor? <laughs> you know? But, no, it, it naturally does come back down. So you won't you won't be, like, losing it up there or anything. But the trick is you're not supposed to put it too far up. Like, just try to keep it at your opening. Let it pop open an umbrella, right? You know? about when it's like halfway up a little bit so yes and then you're supposed to twist it around you hold on to that stem part twist it so that while it's in that umbrella open position you twist it so no air is like going in any any bubbles or whatever the heck it just it suctions in there and no water can come out basically okay right you seal it exactly Okay, I'm with you. Yeah, so then you just, and then you just go, you wear it for maximum 10 hours. You go out, live your life, you can go swimming, you can this, you can that, like, and you're good. You are, you are very good. And, yeah, and then it fills up, and then you, you take it out, mm-hmm. you know, and then it's full of blood. And, and honestly, I loved it. I, I love, yes. The, I will say that's the part that kind of, like, because, like, honestly, with tampons and stuff, so, like, you're used to inserting something into your vagina, right? Right. And so that part never made me uncomfortable, but it's the part of you taking out the cup, and the cup is full of... And, like, what happens if you have a heavy day? Is it going to spill? Or is it going to make a mess? Like, is it a lot of blood? Like, I don't know, because, like... Right. Before, Pre-IUD days, I used to have fairly... Some days of really heavy flows where like girl I was like I needed a tampon and a pad yeah no I get it but this is the thing what I like about the diva cup is that you realize that you don't really bleed that much okay because when you're wearing a tampon when you're wearing a a, a pad you know a few drops of blood look like a lot because it's going on a flat surface 
So you could take it off, put on another one, and it's on, and it already gets dirty. Boom, right away, a pad. You know, okay, like okay. Be, it doesn't take a lot of blood to make it already. You know what I mean? To, to fill yeah, a pad. To make it look messy. To make it look messy, exactly. Yeah. Okay. With the Diva Cup, it also has measuring lines on it. So you can see, okay, you can say, okay, I had it in for five hours today. Does it go up to like the first, um, you know, couple of centimeters or how 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 high does it go and you can actually see it and your blood and it doesn't smell it's not it doesn't smell dirty the way like you can wear a pad and then you, you kind of feel like oh my god I need to change it right away or you know what yeah. I mean because the blood it dies when it it's out of you right so it's just right. there kind of festering but with the diva cup this is fresh blood it's staying fresh it's sealed in you and when you yeah. take it out it's like just a deep red blood that I watched. It's funny because I watched this YouTube video before I used it. And this one girl is like, I even smelled it. She's like, just, <laughs> yes, I love her. I love her. Why it was so funny. And she's like, it? and she's like, it has a sweet smell. And so girl, I bust a sniff. I was like, okay. Well, you and know it, what? It, mm-hmm. makes, it makes sense. And I, I, I actually love it. I'm laughing, but like, I love it because Girl, you you need to understand your body. A lot of people just go on and go with life just doing what they're told and be like, oh, this is like this. This is supposed to be like that. When you're bleeding, you're supposed to wear a pad. You only wear tampons if you're not a virgin. Oh my God, I know. Stupidness. All parts of stupidness, okay? And so I love the fact that it's like, you know what? She wants to understand her body. She wants to understand feminine odors and things like that. Because like even like... Even like growing up, people don't tell you about your vagina's pH balance. Thank you. Okay? Very don't true. Tell you about about your your vagina's pH balance. The fact that the vagina is naturally a little acidic, so that because it's a self cleaning organ, mm-hmm. and that, for example, like for example, like when you have sex, and even if. Like, let's say a man doesn't come in you, but let's say that they do, okay? Just as an example. Since we're talking about pregnancy here. Um, a man's sperm is naturally alkaline. So, with something alkaline entering your body, especially when it's naturally supposed to be acidic, it throws your pH of your vagina off balance. And so naturally the body's reaction or the body's inclination is like after you engage in sexual intimacy is that you're supposed to pee because like the ammonia, the ammonia and the natural city of the vagina helps flush out some of that sperm so that your body can kind of go back to normal. And if you don't always pee after you have sex, not all the time, but sometimes it's throwing off your pH balance can cause yeast infections, can cause bacterial vaginosis, and even worse, can cause pregnancy. (laughs) (laughs) But no, no, no. But the thing is, you, the pee, I I get the whole peeing thing, but it doesn't stop pregnancy because when you pee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I just want to clarify that for any listeners who might have taken it as that. (laughs) These youngins out here. Girl, I'm going to say it myself. Peeing does not prevent pregnancies. That was right, a joke. Right, right, right. That was a joke. The, the bacteria vaginosis and the yeast infections, though, that's a very real thing. I'm just talking about the fact that you, um, you said that this girl smelt her, her her period blood in the Diva Cup and that she found that there was no odor. Yeah, and, and it just smelled sweet. Like, 
and that's what triggered my brain in terms of this whole tangent of mine. Oh yes, no, understandable, understandable. But like, but you're completely right with on the 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 front that we have to know our bodies, and that's why I do like the Diva Cup um, because it is. Uh, female invented and we have to realize that pads and tampons these are a lot of these inventions are by men these male scientists that know nothing about the female body they don't have a vagina so how are they gonna know how to how to take care of a vagina you know hold on hold on hold on before before we since we're being technically correct about certain things i'm gonna google right now who invented a pad yeah, I and and Google tampons because I heard that tampons were invented um, originally for like filling hole, bullet holes in the war, in war like filling bullet holes in like the the tents or something like that. And they they would throw tampons yes. in okay. there because because this this is I wanted to make sure I wanted to make sure, but um, apparently the the first the person who invented menstrual pads, not tampons, pads. Mm-hmm. Okay was Mary Davidson and she is a black woman by the way oh really okay yeah yes. so when you were talking about men I was like hold on hold on I need to fact check <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> no but like what I mean is a lot of like medical um but I believe you're things. right though about the tampons though I think the tampons were originally like it was a product for um bullet wounds unless something like that like bullet let me google yeah. it let me google it exactly google it. you're already starting Men- Yep, menstrual pads for sure were, were created by by um, a black woman. Let's see, tampons though. Okay, um, menstrual tampons were created in 1931 by a man named. Okay, Earl so yeah. Um, sorry, I mean, what was his name? I I think I spoke over it. Earl Haas. E A R L last name H A A S. Oh, yes. Um, it says uh, in 1931, Earl Haas invented the menstrual tampon, most commonly used in the 21st century. Later, Gertrude Tendrich produced the first commercial tampon brand, Tampax, using Haas's patented design. Mm, interesting. So. So we, we were half right. It was a white man. So very interesting. But like, the past. Right. But it's like we need innovation. And, and I like the idea of the Diva Cup because yeah. it's just some, it's another option. To be honest, I want to invent something, damn it. Like, I want to invent like the, <laughs> the friggin', the, the, I don't know, the. Well, if we're talking to alternatives to, um, for, I guess, menstruating, there's also um, a brand called, I think they're called. Thinks and like think, but instead of a K, it's an X. And they've invented um, underwear mm-hmm. and and clothing that has like a built-in um, sanitary seat, like a built-in sanitary pad. Apparently, that you can like you put on your underwear as if you as if you're not having your period. They're usually like black in color, mm-hmm. and it absorbs and it absorbs your your flow with the promise of no leaks, no bleeding through, no odor, and no discomfort in terms of like not feeling like you're sitting in like a wet puddle or something like that. That disturbs me. <laughs> Why? <laughs> it does. It does. 
Why? It's funny because I wanted to invent... It's called Thinks Period Panties, by the way. I don't like the idea of that. Why? But I don't like that I don't like the idea of that, but I just don't, you know? Because... I love it. Because... Because I just... All I think about is, okay, so I have to take that off and throw it straight into the wash right now. You know, so it's like I can't just change my underwear at work. You know what I mean? If I'm at work all day and then I just want to change my underwear, I'll have mm-hmm. to have, where am I putting that one underwear? Well, they have a washing machine. You're so funny. They have different absorption levels. So, for example, they have like a super absorbency, moderate absorbency. So it depends on like... I guess which day of your flow. Mm-hmm. So like on your heaviest days, you would wear a super absorbency panty that you could wear essentially all day. Right. If you're, if you're on a lighter day, then you could wear something like a moderate absorbency panty that again you can wear all day. Because like what then what I think about is okay, so when I have to go pee, am I, I'm putting this thing back on when I need to you know go use the bathroom. Well, well, I was going to say, because it's different from a pad, because you're thinking mm-hmm. of a pad. So you're thinking like, Not either. you're going to bleed, you're going to see it there, it's going to be wet. And then instead of whereas a normal person or a normal woman, the average woman, I can't say normal person, the average woman would, you know, take off the pad, roll it up, throw it away, put on a fresh one, and then go on with their day. You're thinking you're still putting on the dirty, you know, blood out blood right i know exactly like, i'm just not but, knowing what their science I'm, is right so that's that it, is that's why it, it, it absorbs into this liner and moves it away from the body so like you really yes yeah, so you can put on put on like pull up the panties pull down the panties you know pee do whatever you need to do pull up your panties and you won't you sh- in theory you shouldn't feel it and like <laughs> I, i'll link you to a youtube video of a girl who actually used them for like a whole week to test them mm-hmm. and her opinions on it she she had a pretty good experience with them but, i want to um, invent a yeah. machine <laughs> no seriously i want to invent a machine called the scoop and on the first day of your period <laughs> that thing just goes up there it does a swipe it comes down and it's done it's, it's in a container you throw it in the garbage call it a day Okay. Girl, I'm dying because I've thought I've, I've thought of that myself. Like, you know, why can't there be a thing where, like, almost like even a, a like, you know, okay, I hate sounding so morbid. I'm always sounding so morbid on this. Or so, <laughs> okay? Or obscene or whatever. And we want all of that. Bring it all. Bring it all to the okay. show. <laughs> you know how, like, sometimes there's, like, a, a neti pot where, like, if you're congested, you pour water in one nose hole and it comes and it flushes out the other. It's so it's funny. Like, yes. It's I... like almost like an enema instead of your booty, though. It's your coochie where you just flush it. You just put the mm-hmm. water in there. You're a little bloated for a little bit. You, you like, fill it up with water, get a little bloated. It, it, it cleans out everything there. And then you just have one big pee where you just <laughs> pull it all out. That's so scary to me. That's so scary. But it's like, no. what's, what's more scary, though? A damn machine going up there? So that's scary, too. So the water is a little less it's scary. But you're that's right. Kind of I, I get it. Some sort of cleansing fluid. Yeah. Clean. I like it. In there, and then you just let it out. Like an like I said, like an enema. Where you right. put an enema, they put the water up in your booty. And they put it all up in your intestines. And you're supposed to hold it for 15 minutes. And then all of a sudden, you really have to go, and you just let it all out in the toilet. I like you know? it. It'd be like a like a vagic cleanse, a blend. Yeah. You, you, know, you know what's even better though? 
I'm going to take it a step further. I'm going to go back in time. Okay. <laughs> no, I can't remember which culture, if it was Jewish or if it was a different culture. But mm-hmm. there is a culture that when a woman is on her period, guess what? She's gone to a spa for a week. She oh, yeah. Hasidic. Water. Yes. Hasidic Jews. Yes. Do that for so sure. Gone to a spa for a week. You're bathed in holy waters. You pray. You meditate. Can you imagine having yes. a week to do that every month? Oh, I know. I love it. Go to the sauna. <laughs> I, I agree with that. I, I highly agree. I, I feel like there should be self-care. mandatory, self-care. mandatory self-care. bubble baths for mandatory bubble baths for women on their period. Like, mm-hmm. or like just spa it. days. We just remove them from the whole environment because like mm-hmm. PMS is real, girl. Like I'll look, you look at me the wrong way, especially when I'm on my period, I'm fighting you. It's funny because I'm for me, you. it's literally the week before my period. I yeah. become the Hulk, like emotional, <laughs> like not just anger. It's my feelings, of, <laughs> like the tears, like anything. Oh, I get yeah. um, oh, yeah. attitude. Oh, yeah. All of it, the Hulk in mm-hmm. all of those ways, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you a story. Mm-hmm. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tell you a story. Okay, um, it was like maybe a few days, just under a week. I know for sure before my period. Okay, mm-hmm. and I already wasn't feeling well, um, but I was starting to feel better. And girl, I was online and I was just looking at stuff, and there was like some some ad for some jewelry online but it came with like a beautiful little text I read the text and I was sobbing uncontrollably Aww. I like moved to tears bawling I was like I have to buy this <laughs> I bought it I have it in my house and it's funny now because now that I have it and I reread the text Girl, this ain't hit me the same way it hit me before. Exactly. I was weeping uncontrollably. My boyfriend called me what's wrong. I'm like, I have to have beautiful decoration. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Like, don't kill me. Honestly, I don't know. I find when I'm hormonal in any type of way when it comes to relation being pregnant or, or being PMS or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm, I cry like a bitch. Oh, I honestly. Cry, I, I'm like, and usually I'm very chill. Like, you know me. I'm chill. Very little things can phase me. Stuff can shock me, but like, I'm never necessarily emotional. When, mm-hmm. I'm, when I was pregnant, everything made me cry. Everything oh, made God. me cry. That, to and, be honest, I like for me. Wings, girl, I just cried over chicken wings. <laughs> I loved it though, girl. I, like when I was pregnant, oh my god! Especially for me being pregnant, literally three years in a row, it was like the best thing about pregnancy was crying on demand. All I had to do was scrunch my face, and uh, it just came. So anytime I didn't get what I wanted, I was just like, uh, boom! That's it. The tears just start flowing. I loved it, but oh then afterwards, like I, I tried to do that later on. You know, my kids are like two, three, four. I couldn't. Even, I, put my face I'm like I'll freak it what happened damn it no ice cream tonight he won't go get it for me you know it's like it was so hard it's, it's hilarious though I, I feel the emotion and I just I will also add that like in my 30s I found that my PMS became real like I was never this emotional on my period like um before my period in the past only yeah. I find that as I'm in my 30s my, my libido has gone up 
But then my temperamentalness just before my period has also gone up. So it's crazy. Like, like, I'm telling you, girl, my, like, like my my daughter could just be like, I love you, mom, on the wrong day. And I'm like, like, my boyfriend would be like, oh, babe, wants to hug me. And I'm like, don't touch me. (laughs) Right. Like, like, it's terrible. It's terrible because it just goes so extreme. It is extreme. And then honestly, and isn't it weird? Because a lot of times you want sex more on your period. Oh my god! Like yes, it's yes, annoying. Yes, and I especially like I, I, I don't get it. I really, I do not get it. I think it's God saying, like, don't have any more kids. Just, just <laughs> do, it, do it when it's too late. You know, like I don't know. I really don't know what what it is, but it's just on my period. It's like I want it. I want. It, I want it. The one time when it's like I don't always want. Like my body will just want to do it. And I know that, like, some of my exes hate it, right? So it definitely depends on who you're with and how you feel about that. Um, I never used to have period sex unless, like, I was seriously, like, in love, 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 you know, with with the person, right? But you see, I never understood that because, like, my whole thing, and, and, like, when I was younger, I used to get it and be like, oh my God, I'm on my period. No, no. Right. Whatever. But like, as I got older and like the partners I had been with, thankfully have been cool in the most part of being like, if I'm on my period and I want to have sex, they're like, all right, cool. Like just throw a towel down or we'll use a condom. Right. You already should be using anyways. Exactly. Like, you know, like, um, but like it wasn't it it wasn't anything that necessarily phased them or really made them uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and I'm thankful for that because like I still have girlfriends now who at their big big age is telling me they can't have sex because they're on their period, and I'm like, says who? Right, right. And, <laughs> that, and and at the end of the day, that's exactly it. It definitely depends on both part both parties involved because there are some men who absolutely refuse and there are some men who are like who cares you know like you're you're my woman or whatever what you want is what you want right so and it's just so funny that we're even wired to want it more during that time you know so I just wonder what the science is behind that so interesting well okay my question to you is getting back into the whole pregnancy motherhood tangent of whatnot mm-hmm. what what pregnancy symptom that you developed while being pregnant it could be any of your three pregnancies um that you still kept afterwards because like a lot Ooh. of people say like your skin gets better or that you your hair gets thicker um sense of smell um certain things so like what was it for you and I'll tell you mine after it's so funny um my breasts um during pregnancy right because your breasts they just mature they just become mature like your nipples turn to doorknobs they grow like (laughs) your areolas freaking become freaking moon moon shadows but um (laughs) i'm just kidding but to be honest i just like your your breasts deflate but then after a while it takes like a a couple years your your breasts will fill back up with meat 
So ladies, don't rush to get the boob job. You don't have to. Give it a couple years and, and you're naturally your meat will come back. And I'm so happy that this my sister, my eldest sister went through this before me. So I saw her with the flat pancake breast right after. She actually had three kids as well. And then later in her mid in her mid 30s, in her no, wasn't mid 20s, I believe. She's like my boobs are back. So when it happened to me, I'm like, "Oh my gosh, it's a real phenomenon." But what the actual trait that I kept was that now like, you know when you're breastfeeding, um your boobs literally they feel like they go super saiyan. Like they'll fill up like oh, yeah. <laughs> they'll bloat and like you feel every little like duct fill up and they just kind of bulge and your nipples get hard right before they're about to squeeze milk out and you and they, they feel like your boobs activate like you realize they have a whole <laughs> life that you didn't know about that happens to me every month before my period like ah, right before my mirror yeah so like it, it, yeah. it never stopped like my boobs go super saiyan and like it's actually really good during a sexual encounter because it's it, it, it's like when they're stimulated after that it's like heaven for me but it's just so weird. I asked one of my girlfriends, actually, it was really funny. I'm like, I'm like, do your boobs activate before your period? She's like, uh, uh no, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> she she kind of sounded like, um, no. <laughs> and she's French, so one of my girlfriends, yeah. I love her so much. So it just, I had to laugh because I realized, okay, this is something that I just got from pregnancy. Maybe all pregnant women go through this, but I don't know if you experienced this since pregnancy. Um, I will say my boobs, they did not deflate too, too badly just because um, I didn't, I guess I didn't breastfeed as long as I wanted to, but they they did shrink a bit. Um, the, the meat, I, I, I don't know if the meat came all the way back the way I want them to be back. I still want a breast job one day. Mm -hmm. um, but um, I the thing that stayed for me mm -hmm was my sense of smell. When I got pregnant, my mm -hmm. sense of smell went through the roof. Yeah, okay? same here. I could smell somebody's armpit like three doors down. <laughs> okay? Like, if somebody farted in the next room, I can tell you what you farted out. Like, it was, <laughs> gross. It was too much. I could smell anything, everything. It was out of the, like, insane. And so, like, now... Even now, like my sense of smell is so high, so mm. like, like I can be like, oh, I smell somebody's armpit, or oh, you farted, or oh, that smells like this, or that smells like that, like you know, and or I can like if if I'm in one room, I can smell the garbage in the other room. I'd be like, oh, the garbage stinks. Can you take it out? Mm. And, and like my partner will look at me because he admits like his sense of smell is not that great, but um. He'll be like, you can smell that, and I'd be like, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny because that same thing would happen to me. Like, I, I remember wondering why. Like, I would walk into the house and be like, what the hell? Like, why did you put so much seasoning? Like, why is this? And, and it was so weird because everything I smelt, though, I wanted to eat. So I'd be sitting down. If someone's eating pizza near me, I want pizza. If I turn on the TV, someone having soup, I want soup. If I if I smell <laughs> next door, they're making curry, I need curry now. Like it, it was so, so addictive. It was so funny, but I definitely didn't keep that trait. Thank God. Like my 
my sense of smell was crazy. I did feel like a, a freaking bloodhound in a, yeah. in a field. You know, it was it was nuts. Um, so that was that was while you were pregnant, though. Yeah, only while pregnancy. Yeah, after pregnancy, okay. it's gone. <laughs> mine stuck. That's crazy. No, seriously, mine mine stuck. And like the one thing I will say, like the wild thing was. Um, I guess, was it last year maybe? I think it was maybe sometime last year. I was in my old place and I smelled something that like smelled like a dead animal, specifically like a dead mouse or something. And I was like, Mm-mm. what's that smell? And everybody was looking at me like I was crazy. Like I had five heads. They'd be like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, something smells like it's dead. Is it the garbage? Is it whatever, whatever? Can you take the garbage out? It smells. They're like, I don't smell anything, but okay, if you say so, blah, 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 blah. Okay? Mm-hmm. Fast forward two days later, I see my cat playing with something. <gasps> what are you playing with, girl? Why is this <laughs> fucking mouse? No! Because I, I lived on the main floor. Mm. So it makes sense that, like, if I'm on the ground floor, or where I lived at, at that point, I was on the ground floor. Mm-hmm. So, you know, things could get in if they really wanted to. Right, right. Um, oh, that's scary. Girl, it was a fucking mouse. I well, screamed at the top of my lungs. <laughs> I ran, like, girl, it was dead. So Thank God you had a cat, though. Thank God you had a cat, because... Oh, yes, Mercy. Yes. Oh, Thank, my God. Thank God. Thank God. He was handling it. But, like... That nose is serious, though. Then yes. to, to smell that, Jesus Christ! Girl, that's, like that's a good thing, though. The, the nose knows. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely a good thing. Um, for me, like I, I didn't really keep anything else from my pregnancy. It, it was just that, and um, you, you definitely your hips widen after mm-hmm. having children. Um, oh yeah, you get sure. that pelvic tilt, so your butt kind of pinches out like it, it, your, t- your pelvic your pelvis tilts forward so you slightly um it basically looks like your vagina pubic hairline goes down it looks like it goes down without you having to even wax it all the time so that's that's great that's a plus <laughs> <laughs> so free wax um kind of uh illusion there but um yeah not much else did i keep from pregnancy it's crazy Okay, so then the next question for you, I'm going to pose, and then I'm going to let you pivot this however you want to pivot this afterwards, mm-hmm. is um, what's your favorite thing about being a mom, and mm. what is your worst, this is a two-part question, like, so what's your favorite and least favorite thing about being a mom, and mm. do you, now that, now that you are a mother, do you see parallels and how your mother raised you that you are now raising your kid? Mm-hmm. Oh, good question. Um, well, my favorite thing about being a mom, honestly, there's a lot of good things about being a mom. I definitely love the ways that like my kids will randomly make me laugh. And it's so unexpected. You're not expecting kids to be funny or they'll just... <laughs> Or they'll ask a funny question that's like, you're just so not expecting it. Um, Like one day, my middle child, I love telling this story. He he was, I put him in his room because he did something naughty. I think he like bonked his brother over the head with a toy or something or egged the the fridge or something. He, He was always getting into stuff. So I put him in his room. He's probably like seven. 
And I told him, you know, I'm looking at him as he's angry with me, furious eyes. And I'm like, you look so much like daddy. He's like, so you look like your dad. And I'm like, well, yes, actually, I do look like my dad. And my dad's like 76. He's like, well, that means you're bald and you have no teeth. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. Wow. And at that moment, I just started cracking up. I couldn't even get mad at him anymore. I was dying because he literally described my dad. I'm like, how dare you? <laughs> I'm like, that's not what I look like. And I just started cracking up. But it's just those little small moments where you're not expecting the things that are going to come out of their mouths that, that come out and how, how just intelligent kids are. And they can be so witty at, it, with like on, in their own right. And um, the worst thing about being a mom, honestly, oh my God, now there's a lot, that's a long list too, okay? <laughs> I would say um, for me, just the constant interruptions and the lack of sleep. That okay. for me is what just, it drives me insane. Like, mom, 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 like, the word mom I'm triggered now it's like ugh. you know before you dream of hearing it and that, like I said before and now it's like to be honest I, I would like for them to call me daddy for a week like just just do it just, just for a change of pace you know just give me a change of pace and like you yeah. can't it feels like sometimes you can't get anything done because the moment you're getting one thing done so and so wants this especially if you have multiples like even with one child they can interrupt a lot but that exponentially is another it's a whole new ball game so you definitely have to like learn to um be able to multitask and juggle all the, that attention that they all need fair enough fair enough um i guess okay and then the second part to my question was what parallels do you see in raising your kids that you understand now um from like your mom to you is there oh <laughs> oh yeah like, before your mom used to do that you hate but now you do it <laughs> for me it's, it's funny there, there's probably a lot of those um one thing I can just remember is I remember begging my mom like my friend invited me over for a sleepover and I'd be like mom can I go she'd be like no no Hildy, you cannot go and I'm like, mom, please, 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 please. All right, just go, okay? And literally now I get it. I get my mom just being like, okay, fine. Like, you know, because my kids, like, just when they don't stop and they're like, mom, 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 mom. And then you just snap and you're like, yes, whatever. You know, I, I completely, that I get now. I just, I thought back to my mom, like, this is what I did to this poor lady. Like, this poor lady, I wore her down. So I could definitely see that. Um, in terms of like things that she did or that I didn't like, um, that I now do, yeah. I can't really pin a finger on something right now. I'd have to think about that. But you go ahead in the meantime. Okay. Well, I will say, um, I guess the one thing I like about being a mom is like, seeing this little person just so interested in what I have to say and do and think and stuff like she's really cool in that sense and I was telling another friend um earlier today like it was actually really funny because um she was talking to my boyfriend they're having some little conversation whatever in the kitchen and like 
he's always trying to he's always trying to test her you know in the sense of like if she asks a question he'll answer it but he'll answer it so logically like way unnecessarily logically that it needs to be answered for a five-year-old instead mm-hmm. of just kind of breaking it down and so he said something and was like challenging her and all I hear from the kitchen is this little voice that goes uh, you tried it <laughs> literally a little mini you a mini yeah. mini Lola <laughs> I died I died I'm like, I'm like she is my daughter she is my kid like this little girl told this whole grown ass man you tried it don't and kill I, me I loved it I lived I lived <laughs> it shows me that you know what you are not afraid to call a spade a spade and call a person's bluff and you don't care what age they are. Like, I love it. Yeah, she's a, a little I strong love. black child already. That I is live. so cute. I live. I live. On the flip side, <laughs> is because she is an older child, like, and I feel like I want, I, I can't even say it's an older child because you always kind of have this complaint to me all the time. Is because mom, 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 and because there's nobody else to bug. Like, yeah, like, like if like my boyfriend's here, then I'll be like boyfriend, 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 <laughs> or like her her grandmother, nana, 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 nana. Like you know, yeah, so, like, yeah. She constantly persists until she gets what she wants, and I'm guilty of doing that. Oh, fine, take it. Fine, leave me alone. Whatever. whatever. <laughs> so, like, that part's incredibly annoying and gets under my skin just due to my own personal pet peeves. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, the one thing that I now do as a mom that I used to hate when my mom used to do it, mm-hmm. she'll be lying on the couch. <laughs> she'll be like, Lana, can you bring me this from over there? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I used to hate it because I used to be like, I used to think in the back of my head, like, why can't you get off the couch? Why are you being so fucking lazy? <laughs> still bring it to her, but like in the back of my head, I'm constantly complaining, like, why can't you just get off the couch and get it? Now I do it. Now yes. I do it. I'll be on the couch because I get it. It's like, it's that one moment you're off your fucking feet and you get to relax and do fucking nothing for a minute yeah. <laughs> you bring me this <laughs> like it's I- it's so funny and it's so funny because for me like with my kids i was always doing every damn thing so i had to train myself like like literally just every damn thinking wait i've got three remote controls okay like <laughs> why am i b- busting my backside so i'll be like hey can you pass me this can you pass me that and my, and my son's like oh, why do i have to do everything i'm like excuse me you have the nerve to tell me why do you have to do everything when i'm the one here cooking cleaning clothing washing vacuuming sweeping doing everything he had to shut his mouth right there he just realized like yes oh, yes mom i'm like yeah right you still want your computer right to play on right that i bought okay okay now go get me that remote <laughs> you know so it's, it, it, yeah. it is so funny how they how they grow and being able to use them as you know helpers i like that definitely something i need to do more often with my kids because i'm just so used to just doing everything that i just i don't even bother them enough as right. i should as much well, as I, I should. Say, like, 
thankfully, like, my little girl, she loves being a helper. Like, when I tell her certain things, like, oh, you're going to be my special assistant or my special helper, my personal assistant, she loves it. She eats Mm -hmm. it up. I'm just like, thank God she doesn't understand what child labor is. (laughs) <laughs> to the bone though like put it this way i need to put that full disclaimer out i do not work my child of bone. course of course i literally ask her to do very simple tasks put this in the garbage bring me that paper Ooh, this well, and that's natural and it's good for yeah. kids to learn things anyway you know like that's what i like about my younger two because they love doing stuff like my middle yeah. child, he, he's ready to set the table for me. He's ready to help mom with the dishes, help me cook. My youngest loves washing the dishes. Like, I've had moments where, you know, I have a rough day and I just feel so down. And, like, there was a day I was just crying and washing the dishes, you know. And I was just, it was probably one of those PMS days where, I, like, everything was just getting to me. And I was emotional, period, on its way, you know, emotional hulk that day. And my son just came up to me and he just looked up and hugged me and he said, no, mommy, I'll do it. This, and he was seven years old and this child washed all the dishes, rinsed all the dishes. And I'm like, oh, like it made me want to cry more. But I just, instead I just, I pulled myself together and and I mopped my living room and it was just so sweet. And it showed me that as much as my kids are rambunctious and they can be a handful, like some days I feel more like a referee than a mother, like tapping it into the ring, tapping this one out of the ring, trying to, you know, break up fights and stuff. It just showed me that at the end of the day, they, they do see what I'm doing. And, and, you know, I have, especially my youngest who really has that, um, that empathy and that connection with me. And it was so sweet to just see him take on that role and understand my mom's a human being and she needs help you know because I'm telling you I never I don't think as a kid I really um grabbed the dishes from my mom and was like yeah let me do it you know no I definitely got to that point where my mom was like okay now you have to learn but it was just so sweet for him unprompted to do that especially for a little boy I was so impressed that's nice that's so sweet I love that yes and now it has been Oops, sorry, it has been one hour, and I hope this episode is uh, all that in a bag of chips for all of our listeners. Um, we could definitely come back, or if you guys are interested, you love the topics, and you have a comment, feel free to send it to us on our Instagram page, which is at this black girl podcast. At sign this black girl podcast. Let them know. Yes. So um, thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned. Again, I am one of your lovely hosts, Hildiva. And I'm your lovely host, Lola. Make sure to send your mama some flowers. <laughs> her and tell her you love her. Amen. Yes, please. Definitely appreciate appreciate <laughs> your moms and what they do because you don't know what they went through to have your backside and to keep you here, to, to let you uh, become who you are. So it's very true. Very, very true. and on those lovely notes have a wonderful evening and we will see you on dirty 30 thursday coming up bye